Hey friends, it's Candy Barone. Welcome to the show. So let me ask you, are you ready to say yes to yourself? Are you ready to live your life lit and lead your living legacy? Then you stopped at the right place. Buckle up because here we go. It's about to get raw, real, unscripted, unfiltered, and we're about to jump down some amazing rabbit holes. Let's do this, y'all. Let's get aligned as fuck. So I don't know um, if you realize, um, you're probably feeling this as well, but there are two things I think are showing up um, quite a bit in our culture these days. And one is this idea that we have to struggle for everything, that everything needs to be so hard. Everything needs to be this huge ass challenge that we've got to overcome. And that there's this just whole space of like struggle and strife and, um, heaviness and trauma and healing and things that we need to move through. The other one is this space around comparison. And so while those two things don't feel like they may be in the same vein, um, let me explain why I'm bringing both of them to the table right now. Um, I would say, and I don't need to tell you this at all, um, it has been a complete shit show the last three years. And I think the themes that have already been going on that have kind of felt dense for people, um, especially around the areas of struggle and this comparison-itis that we have in terms of looking at what we think think is going on in other people's lives and what is happening for them and where they're successful, what we're seeing as um, things that we envy. And it's interesting because I, I was walking yesterday. Uh, I needed to take a break after a full day. Um, and I'm listening um, on the uh, Audible app. I'm listening to Brene Brown's um, oh my gosh, what's the name of it called now? The Heart of... Um, Oh my goodness, gosh. The Atlas of the Heart. Ooh, it's been a full day today too. So the Atlas of the Heart is the is the book that I am listening to right now from Brene. And she's going through 87 like classifications of emotions um, that we have an opportunity to learn what they really mean, how we express them. And one of them being struggle. There's a there's space around disappointment. And the other thing that she talked about was comparison, right? This, this idea of jealousy and envy and envy being more of the, I want what you have and I might take you out for it. Um, jealousy, being this space where we see something, um, we, we tend to inter interchange these words when more times than not, we're feeling this envy. We're feeling this space that says, I want what you have, because I think that it's something better than what I have, right? It's the, it's the grass is always greener on the other side concept, which it was interesting because she was talking about another researcher that said the grass always looks greener on the other side when you're looking over a fence, um, regardless of whether it is or not. And so I found that interesting. But the other thing I like is the analogy that Brene was talking about, which was staying in your own lane. And, and you, many of you might know she is a swimmer. She was a swimmer back in the day. And she was talking about how oftentimes she would get in the pool. And while she would be in her lane, um, she would find herself comparing to other people swimming in other lanes. And so at one point she had talked about how she almost threw her shoulder out because she found herself competing with a 20 year old Olympic prospect. Um, and she was like, there's no way I'm going to keep up with that. Right. And so now she's got, she's taken a picture of her swim lane, which is all to remind her to stay in her lane. And so I say that because when we think about comparison, when we think about struggle, um, some of the struggle we create for ourselves is because 
we are too busy looking at what everybody else is doing in their lane. And I know in for even myself at, at moments, um, but watching what's happening, especially in the social space, um, especially watching what people are choosing to put out there, there is this belief that um, other people got things figured out that you don't, that you've got to change something. And so one of the things the pandemic I feel did for us was really take us out of the game. I think there's been a lot of people pre-pandemic that were already struggling with sort of that sense of purpose, that space of understanding your zone of genius, that space of knowing really where you feel most meaningful and where you can add the most value and where you can serve at your highest and best level. I think there's a lot of people that were coming into the pandemic on a treadmill that was just going round and round and round and round and round. And it was like Groundhog's Day on a hamster wheel, right? It was just this space that was just wind and grind, burn and churn, and it wasn't changing from day to day. And I know the repercussions of that as, you know, when I was in my corporate career, I hit rock bottom, ended up in the hospital with a pain I had manifested in my chest because I was physiologically holding on to this idea of I wasn't enough because. I was watching things around me going, I'm, I, I'm not rich enough. I'm not, I'm not seen enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not whatever these things are. It was a constant state of comparison um, to everybody else in everybody else's lanes. And there were things that started to push on me that it's only been through the pandemic and the time that I've taken to really dive deep. And I, I would say actually, and I think I mentioned this yesterday on a video that I put out as well. It's probably been about five years that I started doing a whole different layer of deep work, um, working with some spiritual teachers, diving into the realms of human design, gene keys, understanding my and my unique energetic blueprint and working with others to do the same to really understand where my sense of struggle was coming from. And so when I say that the pandemic for a lot of people, people that were already in, and you may be feeling this, and I want you to check in with this. If you were already feeling a sense of, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm here to do. I feel like there's there's nothing meaningful in my life right now. I feel lost. And so it's interesting because a lot of people that I've talked to pre-pandemic and through the pandemic, there's been this sense. In fact, I just had a client yesterday that said, I don't know if I know who I really am. Like, I feel like I need to do some work right now to come back to a place of identity, self-identity, to actually ask myself what I want for the next phase of my life. And what happens is when we're constantly in motion, when we're constantly hustling, when we don't give ourselves space to look at that, we just keep the same momentum moving forward, right? It's like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It doesn't happen. It is the fucking definition of insanity. So that being said, I feel like the pandemic, and I know for me personally, in my own journey and, and some of the work that I've had to do that I've had to pull out of communities, I've had to let go of some clients, I had to take a sabbatical, I lost my 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 soul partner, my dog, there's been a lot of grieving, there's been a lot of un very conscious uncoupling, there's been a lot of really looking at some of the codependent patterns and threads in my life, in my business, um, in my relationships, um, in my own beliefs and the things I'm holding on to tightly, like it's my oxygen. So there's been a lot of introspective reflection. One of the ways that I have been able to dig into that work is in truly understanding my own energetic blueprint. And so again, I'm going to kind of peel back a little bit of behind the scenes because I have to say there's twice in the last three years that I actually had an opportunity or had a, a notion, I guess, that dropped in that I just wanted to pull out. I, I was really 
frustrated. And, and it's one of the things that shows up when I'm not in my not self, when I'm in my not self energy, when I'm not in alignment, it's the space of frustration or irrational anger. And so I was feeling really wound up. I, I felt a lot of contracted, very constricting energy start to hit me again. And I could feel my adrenals getting maxed out. I could feel my nervous system riding some interesting waves. And it, again, I had to sit in some of that high functioning codependency that shows up um, over and over again, it actually even shows up in my vocation line, which is really interesting. And I get to experience um, how I get to take the learning from that because there's such learning in the shadows that present for us. And what I get to do to bring that forward in a way to be a teacher, in a way to be a leader, um, to lead us through um, a different level of consciousness, to change the way we look at the systems that we're plugged into. And so it's been an incredible deep dive. And it's been really fascinating to go down these rabbit holes to see how my energetic blueprints design and where I was inadvertently or unconsciously or sometimes consciously creating struggle where there didn't need to be struggle in my life anymore. And so we have programming. We have incredible programming, especially in the Western hemisphere. We have programming and a belief that says, I got to struggle in order to deserve. I got to struggle in order to bring something to me. I got to struggle in order to overcome a challenge so that I can step into my gift. And while there is an aspect of that's true, we have shadows that we came into this world with, with purpose, because it is part of our experiential learning as human beings. We get to see the patterns in those shadows that sometimes are generational shifts we're bringing forward through our DNA and ourselves, we get to see the shadow of the of that energy in order to further activate the gift side of that energy and for us to step into something that is is much deeper a much deeper connection to our genius our purpose our calling which is very much already inside of us and you've heard me say that before you need you need to stop looking for your purpose you are your purpose your purpose is is the breath you take you are here with purpose you are purpose and when you understand that how you activate your gifts to fully shine that purpose out. Um, and, and I work with a lot of people and it was interesting. Someone uh, had posted an article yesterday on LinkedIn where she was talking about um, being at two different workshops that I had run um, for an organization. It was for ASPE. And she had talked about how I had asked a question at both on both occasions and how it had led her into a place of really contemplating what that meant for her and stepping into her voice of leadership, her, her next level of what leadership looks like. And the conversation was around this idea of your living legacy in this space of how you're choosing, because leadership ultimately is that space of how you choose to show up, how you choose to serve others and how you choose to take personal responsibility inside that space. One of those responsibilities, I believe, is understanding your own wiring, is taking the responsibility to lean in and say, what are my natural tendencies? And, and so many people do assessments. And I was talking about this yesterday. This goes beyond an assessment. This isn't an assessment. This is really a mapping or a blueprint of your inner cellular, your inner DNA wiring. Um, and ways that you can magnetize your gifts, ways that you can activate activate your own leadership energy, um, your messaging, the way you bring prosperity and abundance to you. I mean, there's there's these, these maps that you can trace to say, I can either struggle 
or I can find an, a path that creates more ease and peace and grace and joy. So when she had written this article, it may it prompted me to, to want to talk a little bit about struggle and, and this comparison, because a lot of our struggle comes from comparing ourselves to everybody else. And, and here's one of the first things I want you to realize is you're not here designed to be like somebody else. We all, even though you can look at someone's say human design, their, their energetic blueprint, and you can see some similarities. You'll see some gates that are the same. You'll see some open centers, defined centers, whatever it might be. And I'm going to tomorrow, um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'm going to go live and I'm going to share a little bit more about the the fundamentals of human design so you can understand the power that's that you can unlock when you create. Um, and you don't even create it. You just, you put in the information and you get an energetic blueprint that really looks at what energy you're carrying, what energy you amplify, um, where you have shadows, where you have conditioning. When you have an awareness around that, you can contemplate that you're empowered to make different decisions. And so I think about that because when we talk about living legacy, when I talk about living legacy and leadership, so leadership ultimately being a choice, Living legacy then being the space of, are you leading in the most meaningful, powerful way that's aligned with your purpose, your genius, your calling, your vocation, whatever you want to call that. And there's multiple things that come together to create that. Your living legacy is not something that only happens when you leave this earth, when you leave your human form. Your living legacy is in every breath you take. And yes, I know that sounds like the police song. It is. Now that song's all playing in your head. I got it. Um, but it's every breath you take, right? It's in every moment. Right now, there's a living legacy. You and I, even though I'm having the conversation, you're receiving pieces of this. And something's going to land. Something's going to activate. That's going to shift something for you. And so that shift is then going to change the way you have a conversation. It's going to change the way you show up. It's going to pay, maybe plant a seed like it did for um, this person yesterday. Maybe it's going to plant a seed that takes eight years for you to actually water and be like, oh my God, I planted that seed. Now I want to take care of it. Now I want to see what grows from it. It's not to say that something's going to jar overnight, but every time we show up consciously, every time we show up intentionally, every time we realize that we can either do our living legacy or our living legacy can do us. It's happening. Your living legacy is happening whether you choose to participate or not. Um, it is happening in every breath you take. It's every way you engage, interact. It's the choices you make. There is always an outcome, consequence. There's an equal and opposite reaction. Whatever you want to call that, whatever we think, whatever we say, whatever we do has a ripple effect. It's the butterfly effect, right? And so that is a living legacy. It is creating movement into the overall cosmic you know, design of the energy that we all are. We are all just energetic beings, moving energy in and out, transferring energy. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It is. And so we are just in this fluid space where energy is just in motion. It is happening whether you think it is or not. And so manifesting is another thing. And I love, um, I've done a tremendous amount of work with Amanda Francis as well on mindset and money and, and some different things that has just been fascinating. And I love the way she talks about you're manifesting whether you think you are or not. You're manifesting all the time because you can either let your thoughts take over or you can rein your thoughts in and be very intentional about what you want to give energy to and which thoughts you want to amplify, which thoughts you want to activate, which thoughts you want to radiate out 
and expand when we take back the driver's seat, when we get back in our own lane, stop worrying about what everybody else is doing because they are not here to do what you are here to do. And as Brene Brown said on um, in her book, in, in when you when you, when we talk about that, it's the the space of um, really understanding that my lane is my lane. And all I have to do is worry about how I am performing in my lane. And so I love it because now she says she leans over and she's a people probably think she's weird. She's so my soul person. I love Brene. Um, and so when she says, um, I just look at them and I'm like, you have a great swim. Like I want to cheer other people on for being in their own lane. And I'm just going to focus on me. It's that, it's that space that I, I, somebody asked me once, or like, if you could tell your younger self, if you had three words to tell your younger self, what would it be? And my mom thinks I'm ridiculous when I say this, but I mean, this is do you boo? That is like all I would say to me, do you boo? Stop worrying about what everybody else is fucking doing. Stop worrying about whether or not you are meeting their standards or whether or not you look like them. And I really struggled. I struggled a lot with body image. Um, I have a lot of that to thank to conditioning from my dad. Um, I struggled with just, I felt like an outlier. And, and so many of you get this. I was lost a good portion of my life. I felt like I didn't belong, even though I knew how to bring energy that said, I'm here to play. And so sometimes there was a facade or a mask I put on because I didn't want people to see how lost, how hurting, how scared, how vulnerable, um, how alone I felt um, through many aspects of my life. In fact, I was even thinking about that um, just last night and this morning. And again, I, I woke up this morning, and and you, many of you know, I've been grieving the loss of Peyton. Um, it's been sixty nine days today, and whew, um, still hits me in huge waves. And I woke up at five this morning, and I had a thought, and I had uncontrollable sobbing for good forty minutes. Um, I couldn't stop, and it's okay. It's okay to feel it. It's okay. And I, I thought about how alone sometimes we make ourselves. And so one of the first things I did, because my mom's been living with me and, and until we figure out, you know, her next house, um, was to share that, was to actually allow myself to breathe life into it. I shared it with my mom. I shared it out as a post because it's okay to need to be seen in that. It's okay to need to be vulnerable. It's okay to need to ask for help. Um, and we've been conditioned that there should be shame in that instead. And I say that because that's part of the struggle we keep creating. And so, so many people have been struggling for a while. And one of those struggles is the space of not knowing who you are. And the pandemic didn't do anything to help. Um, every leader I've talked to has said, now what? I don't know if this is my future. I don't know if I want to be in this rat race anymore. I don't know if this is my calling. I don't know if this is how I want to impact and influence for the rest of my life. I don't even know if this is meaningful to me. I don't know or feel like this is fulfilling. And to be honest, I'm not even sure I know who I am. I don't even know who I am, what matters most to me, and why. And so one of the most amazing things that comes out of that conversation is the work that I've been able to do um, in bringing all of the leadership work, which is really designed to get people activated in their purpose, um, get them activated into a deeper, compelling why 
Um, it's part of what I build out in the framework, the dream framework that I do, which is let's talk about your desire. What is it that's really most meaningful for you? What is it you want to embody as a way to call forward the things that matter most? And why? Why does that matter to you? Not why does it matter to everybody else around you? But why do those desires matter to you? And when we can get really clear on what is it you really desire, because oftentimes, and I find this so much in the work that I get to do, is that when people talk about their desires, a lot of times you got to really peel back some layers because the desires that they say the first couple rounds are the desires they think they are allowed to have, they think they should have, they play safe because they feel like they're being materialistic or they're being selfish, or they're, you know, being weird, or whatever other judgment pops into our space when we think about what we really want. And very often, and I know this for myself included, there hasn't been a lot of spaces in my life where one, somebody really cared when they asked that question, when they really sat in a space to listen and hold that space. And there was a lot of judgment around, this is what success looks like, right? So you should want and yet there was a lot of resistance when those things didn't feel aligned. And so part of what we do in the dream framework is really to activate what is your deepest desire? Not what is the bullshit you keep telling yourself, not as what the shaming and the shooting that everybody's putting on you, not the fucking noise. What is it that you truly desire? Then from there, we break it down into what are the three big rocks? What are the three big things? And one of those rocks, and I had shared this on another, on another video is really around you. Like one of the rocks in bringing your desires to life, because one of the things we need to realize is we can, the only way we can intentionally manifest is when we show up and do our part with the universe. And our part with the universe is to energetically get into alignment and make sure that our vibration and frequency are matching what we say we want to call forward. Because oftentimes what happens is we say, I want this. And then we do everything opposite of that. And we're playing at a much lower frequency. And then we're like, see, the universe doesn't support me. No, the universe supports you. It's supporting your frequency. And so when we say, what is it you really desire? Then there's a process to help you understand them. What are the big rocks? What are the areas of your life you need to focus on? You need to take inspired action. You need to show up for that are going to demonstrate you're doing your part to raise your vibration, to raise that frequency. And one of those buckets, one of those rocks must be about you and your own wellness, your own wealth, your own self-care. It is the space that says, am I leading myself first? Am I full or overflowing in the cup of me? And so when you do that, then we get into a space of really thinking about the essentials, right? So what do you have available to you as resources? What do you need to put in place? Are there skills? Are there things you need to do that's going to help bring forward more motion and raising that vibration. And then we talk about your approach. And, and what's interesting is your approach. And this is where it's been so fascinating to me because for years now, I have taught this dream model. I use it with all my one-on-one -on -one clients. It's desires, rocks, essentials, approach, and milestones. Um, for those of you that have been in the corporate space, it looks very similar. It's been built out and, and, and advanced from the basic ghost model, which was goals, objectives, strategies, tactics, which is just too linear. We need more depth in that. And so I had created a dream framework that built off that model. 
And I use this with my one-on-one clients. I use this with my leadership teams. I use this with executives. I use this in corporate, uh, government, you name it. And what's interesting is that has always been a very powerful tool. It's been a very powerful way to help people do strategic planning. It's been a very powerful way to help people start a new year and get clear on what what they want to be focused on. It also helps walk us into a tool that I use that's to create a customized life script. It's to help them create a visualization of what they say is is, is most meaningful for them, what they want to access in their life. And I I ask people a lot of times, you're what, why, and who? What do you want to create, impact, influence, change, effect? call to you, like, what is the what and why? And then who do you serve? Um, But what's been interesting is over the last five years, as I've delved deeper into, then let's look at the energy of what we're creating. Let's look at the energy of manifesting. Let's look at the energy of letting go of the fucking struggle and doing the damn thing that says I'm showing up from a place of intention. I'm showing up from a place of clarity. I'm showing up a place where I get to be so fucking aligned in my purpose that I, the inspired action is just kind of dropping in. Like I get what I need to be doing in a way that's going to be most meaningful. And layering on that energetic piece, layering on your natural wiring, layering on the human design and the gene keys to say, okay, all of that And as we think about your essentials and your approach and what that means for you, you have these powerful leadership lines. You have these magnetism markers. You have these things that are natural activators for you and energetic codes that allow you to tap in without the fucking struggle. And so I'm going to take these off for a minute because my um, glasses are bringing in all kinds of light. So I want you to realize this, that you can design this in a way to make it easy, to make it fun, to make it something that you can get curious about and set yourself up for greater, quote, success, because you can manifest and raise your vibration when you can tap into your natural superpowers, when you can tap into your genius, when you can tap into like what is calling through you. And one of the things I love, and, I, and I'm and i bringing this into the container that I just created, this whole dare to awaken your dynamic dream, is there's the dream framework. I'm, I, that's still what it is, although it's gotten even juicier since I first brought it to my clients is overlaying then that energetic blueprint, overlaying your human design and gene keys. And we map out your activation sequence or your genius sequence to show you your life's purpose or your personal branding to step you into a space where how does that apply to how you're creating culture and, and in energy around you as you interact and engage with others this, this space around how you're evolving and, and stepping into your own purpose. And when we can bring that together, and then there's other markers such as your vacation, there's your mercury that allows you to stand in the space to know what you're here to communicate, learn, and teach. There are some other shadows or other spaces where when you lean in and you're like, oh, you drop that into that framework, so much clarity, so much shifting. 
you start to drop in the energetic coding and the language design to help you step in that gift. And then you give yourself the space to contemplate, to contemplate what any of that might mean to you at any given time. Because here's the thing I want you to understand. And I get a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people been talking about human design and some things lately. And I, I don't know if maybe it's just like that notion of what you're focused on, you keep seeing. Um, because it's like one of those things when people talk about a VW Beetle, even though they don't make them anymore, if I keep thinking about it, I'll see it at every light. Um, it's kind of the way I feel about human design these days. I've really been investing. In fact, I've just recently been working with a beautiful coach. And if you want um, to work with another incredible coach around just human design, um, Becca Francis is fucking amazing. Um, anyway, I've tripped over some different teachers. I have a lot of different resources I've been digging into. And what's been fascinating is that I see a lot of a lot of conversation around human design right now. One of them, though, that's a little, I don't know, disturbing is the fact that some of the people talking about it, it feels like human design is putting you in another box. And what I want you to realize is human design isn't a box at all. It is a space of contemplation. It is a space of curiosity. It is a space to lean in and see what feels like it's resonating at any given time in any given moment. And it changes as you evolve and as you grow. And so for, I'll give you an example. Um, my vocation line, for example, is a 19.5. And I was just responding when uh, one of my coaches had put this out there. It's all around the shadow of codependence, the gift of sensitivity and the CD, which is your higher level consciousness. It is you standing in like your truth is around sacrifice. And so what that means is when I look at what I'm here to help, like what is my genius? What is my zone of genius? It's walking through the shadow of codependence as a high functioning codependent. And I've seen patterns of that throughout my life, being able to move into a place of sensitivity to share that gift and to help others who struggle with codependency issues. And that could be codependency with the struggle itself, right? It could be codependency in terms of our belief of the systems we're tied, we're, we're, we're in trenched in. Because when you look at my five line on that, it is really here to look at how to disrupt, how to blow up, how to just kind of like let go of the current systems and rethink the systems that are going to serve the collective whole. And I think about that along with my, my Mercury line, which is all about leadership and humility. And I'm like, well, look at the synergy between what I teach and what I show up to talk about. It's around this space of how do we untether? And I and I love, um, and you're going to hear a podcast coming out soon with my friend, Cindy Rodriguez. I love that she talks about conscious uncoupling. Oh, what a beautiful gift when you're talking about ways we need to learn to pull out of that codependent thread. So there's this, this, this space of bringing how we untether ourselves, how we consciously uncouple from all of these ways we're codependent. And it's not just with people. What I'm realizing and seeing patterns is we have codependencies in the systems around us. We have codependencies in our bullshit and our beliefs and our programming. We have codependencies in what we think we should do in the shitting and the shaming. We have codependency to the struggle. 
There are some people addicted to the struggle. And I know at times I was too. It was easier to be like, look at me, I'm struggling once again. And I feel like sometimes my maker, God, universe, source, Penelope, Dow, whatever you want to call it, is like, dear sweet child of mine, why do you fucking insist on making this so hard? I want to give you everything. Everything's already available to you. The keys of the kingdom are right here on earth as it is. And yet you just want to struggle. And then you keep telling me you want to struggle and everything that you're doing, your vibration stays in that energy of struggle. I guess I'm going to have to use a universal two by four to crack you upside the head so that you realize that struggle is not where you need to be. Struggle is not how you're going to stand in your zone of genius or stand in your purpose or stand in your calling. Struggle is not, is something I want you to let go. And so when you can put the motherfucking struggle down and you can do the damn thing that says, I'm going to contemplate, I'm going to sit and think about do I really know who I am? Do I know how I'm wired? Do I know where my natural superpowers are? And do I know where there's hidden gifts unlocked inside the shadows of the patterns that I keep bringing forward that are holding me back? This is the work I get to do right now. This is so fucking powerful and so exciting as that whole framework on getting people clear. That has been everything I've built in my business has been around this leadership model and this strategy and getting people clear. Now I get to bring in this other piece and have been over the last several years, bringing in this other piece that brings in the energetic blueprint of who you are so that, and I'm going to use a phrase I used yesterday, so you can map out the magic and magnetism of you. Think about that. Think about what that would feel like. Say that to yourself. Map, what if I, imagine if I could map out the magic and magnetism of me in a way that I could stand in my truth, I could show up intentionally, I could lead my living legacy, and I could create the most meaningful, purposeful, rich space where I could serve others, which is what we are all here to do, ultimately all of our purpose is to serve so that I could bring the greatest amount of fulfillment, peace, joy, love, abundance, prosperity, grace into your life. So I'm going to go live the next three days so that I can share with you some foundational elements of what this energetic blueprint can do for you. I also invite you to check out the container that I've created, the dare to awaken your dynamic dream. It is a space to look at this framework, the desires, the rocks, the essentials, the approach, the milestones, and do it in a way that you get to purposely design the map. You get to activate your zone of genius and your gifts, those natural leadership lines, those natural manifesting markers. And you get to radiate that out in the way that you're showing up, radiate that with your message, and then expand that so that you can keep evolving and keep learning and keep contemplating so that you are in your gift more often than you are in your shadow. So with that, this is Candy. Hope you make it a great day and I'll see y'all live tomorrow, 10 o'clock central time, uh, Instagram, Facebook, be there. Um, and I'll see you then. Well, all right, y'all that's a wrap. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. Please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. You can also find me out on the socials. In the meantime, remember, say yes to yourself, destroy the noise getting in your way, and live your life aligned as fuck. This is Candy Barone, and I will catch you next time.